Welcome back, everyone. I'm joined by my lovely friend, Gabby Vecchio. Gab and I used to dance together. I feel like I'm bringing back all the dance friends back on my show. I don't know if it was like a breeding ground of really cool people, but it's, you know, kind of sort of accidentally happened. And if you don't know Gabby, she's a full-time content creator. She's currently a law student at TRU. That is in BC and Canada. Um, she's going into her final year of law school. September. She did her undergrad at UBC, her master's at TRU, and she's now currently there. Content creation has become her full-time job, and I think it's just so interesting. So I've had a bunch of content creators on, I've had influencers on, but no one that's kind of balanced both or have done like another career on top of that. So I'm excited to get into it because I feel like being a lawyer, it's like a little bit more, it's less, less flexible. You're going with like rules and regulations of a certain country or province Whereas content creation, you're like your own boss. You're very much creative. So I just want to get into like the both side of your brains and how you do that. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to dig in here. So let's just get into it. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on. Sure. So, okay. Um, so people that don't know you, because I know you, I grew up with you. Um, how would you say your friends and family would describe you as a child, then a teenager, and then now like a young adult? Oh, gosh. I think as a kid, I was really bubbly and outgoing. Um, and that probably made sense into why I was a dancer and into musical theater, very talkative um, and creative. And as I got older, um, I kept that creativity. Uh, clearly now doing content creation, I feel like now I'm a bit more reserved. But it's interesting because I'm more reserved on the side of being a law student and being a lawyer. Um, and then I've kind of kept that creativity that I had as a kid and I've put it into a whole other niche now being a content creator. Yeah, I still have that creative fun side of the younger Gabby, but now a bit more on the professional edge. Yeah, I love that. So in 2020, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer as well. And I was like going through the process of like the LSATs applying. And I really wanted to go abroad for law school because I was like, I know law school is really, really hard. Um, so I was like, I want to be in Australia. I want to do it somewhere where like it's, you know, maybe I can distract myself while still doing this. And my mom's kind of been in the law field for like her entire life. So I kind of felt like maybe this is a good career for me. And then when COVID hit, I was like, I don't want to do this online. And for me personally, I'm so glad I didn't do it. I really think it's not a path for me. Um, but for you, like law is pretty intense. Law school, like I've heard it's just like, it's just so crazy. There's so much going on within those two years. And then you have that third year of articling. So I know your dad has his own firm. He's a lawyer as well. Was that who inspired you to go into law? And did you ever feel any sort of pressure or not maybe like, not pressure that he gave you, but just, just because he was in it, he has his own firm and you felt like you wanted to do that as well. Right. No, you know what? It's interesting because when I was in high school um, and looking to apply to universities, a lot of the universities I was looking to apply were, you know, arts, um, musical theater, dance mm -hmm. schools that could kind of, you know, I, I don't think it would have been a degree, but, you know, you get the diploma um, for musical theater or, uh, jazz or I, I wanted to do something in the arts field and then I think I got into grade 12 and realized it's unrealistic um, it's a tough industry to get into as we know with a lot of our friends um, and I decided I didn't really want to do that so I did my undergrad um, and kind of halfway through my undergrad I was like I love you know fighting for people's right I love justice I love 
being an advocate, a, a voice for the voiceless. And that sort of inspired me to go into law. My undergrad is based in gender rights um, and social justice. So it was kind of this easy avenue for me to get into, but it really took me until kind of mid um, way through my undergrad to realize, no, I, I want to be a lawyer um, and not necessarily a lawyer, you know, down the path that my dad's gone, but I can go a different route. Mm-hmm. So currently where I'm at, I'm articling with my father at Slater Vecchio. He does class action and personal injury law. So it's great. Um, but it's, it was, it's definitely, it took me a while before I really just decided, Hey, this is what I want to do. And it, yeah, as you say, it's, been a journey writing the L side is not fun being now on the other side of it it's great and I love it so much but it, it it's totally a commitment that you have to make and you have to know when you're making it that this is exactly what I want to do so when you did your master's was that I feel like you told me it was an education was that yeah, yeah, yeah so I was planning on like going down that route of some sort of with education teaching or something or why the master's in there you know what? I wanted a little bit more of maturity under my belt, just mm-hmm. going into law. I, I wasn't ready mm-hmm. after my undergrad. I, 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 you know, I was fresh into a relationship and I didn't want to kind of pull everything out right after an undergrad. Cause you're still young when you finish your undergrad and then pop into law school. So I thought I'm going to do two years of a master's. So I did my master's in education and I wrote my thesis um, in relation to gender, race, and social justice um, topics. So I kind of had those two years to travel because my master's was online um, and just kind of get a little bit of basis. You know, it was really helpful for writing and reading when you do a master's. Plus the fact that I had that two years of like, okay, is this 100% what I want to do? And then I studied for the LSAT while I was writing my master's. So it was a crazy two years and a lot but like I said now that I'm here yeah. it, it all makes sense you know yeah yeah very cool so are you that's Kelowna Kamloops Kamloops sorry okay so is that where you met your fiance or did you meet him before and then do school out there I met him before yep so we met when he was playing hockey um, for the Vancouver Giants in okay. Vancouver we met and then it's just so happened that when I was applying for schools that I went up to TRU and he's actually now down in the city. So he's at UBC. So we've literally like oh, just swapped places. Yeah. yeah. But it is what it is. I love Kamloops for, for, you know, the reason being that he's, his family's there and he's yeah. from there. So it's kind of like a little piece of home. I'm not as homesick when I'm up there for school. So. Okay. Yeah. So where is your home base? So back when it's September time, when you're going, are you going back to Kamloops or are you Kamloops. Okay. Yeah. Is he joining you or does he have to stay? Oh, he's got his last semester. (laughs) We've done like long, I swear it's like we've been together for five, almost five years now, but it's like majority of the time has been long distance. And even when he like moved to Vancouver, it was like, yay, but I'm now going back up to Kamloop. So (laughs) you keep sobbing. Your relationship is so cute. And Gabby's engaged too. I think you're getting married this year, next year. Next year. Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. We're full-blown adults. Like, I feel like, no, I lost, I saw you, we were kids. We were like under 20 and then now you're getting married next year. This I know. I don't like it. Like, I'm, <laughs> no, I, li- I like getting married. Yes. <laughs> listening. I love, I love you. I'm getting married to you. I'm happy about that. But like growing up, it's like, yeah. Oh gosh. I like have like, I think back to when we were dancing and stuff and I'm like, damn, I miss those days. Right. And, and it's, it's good to grow up and be, you know, life goes on, but 
yeah, you know, you still kind of, I still have that child in me. I lived that vicariously through the younger Gabby. Yes. Yes. And so you're busy with consecration, law school, and like, do you find that hard balancing a relationship as well? And then long distance, like, how do you guys do that if he's also in school? You know what? It's never been hard, which is great. Um, and he's really easygoing like me. Um, I think, you know, we, the only thing is that we miss each other when we're apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, it, it's kind of a bittersweet thing because school often is, you know, you can have the online option, but we both like being in person. So, you know, we'll, we'll do our, you know, weeks at school, you know, in from September to April, we'll have our weeks at school and we'll be committed to being in-person learning. But the, when the weekends hit, we'll all drive down to him. He'll drive up to me. So that with content creation and, and school, it, it definitely has been, a, it's been a busier two years for sure. But I've, I'm kind of foreshadowing that the next couple of years ahead will be finally together. And, you know, my kind of crazy schedule right now will be a little bit more calm that we have more time together. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I need to know who takes your photos. Is it your mom? Is it a stand? Is it your fiance? Like who takes your photos? I need to know. Yes. So majority, um, I would say right now it's been my tripod, my tripod, my best friend, because I've been traveling a lot and kind of when I, you know, I'll drive area to places while I'm traveling and be like, okay, I'll quickly shoot here. You guys just stay where you're, do what you do. I'll go off and shoot. Um, but Brendan and my mom do kind of the other chunk of it. So I, I would say right now it's tripod, but Brendan and my mom take a lot of the photos. So that's really helpful. Yeah. And your page has grown. Yeah. <laughs> your page has grown like so much just this last yeah. year ago. And when did you kind of notice that takeoff? Was it like when you started maybe doing more reels or like, what do you think kind of helped you reach when I think for a while you really wanted to hit that 10 K and now you've surpassed that. Do you remember what really helped accelerate that growth? I think, like you said, reels really, really helped. Um, and that's, I feel like that's just a new thing that Instagram's doing and it, whatever I post for reels seems to get way more engagement than my, just my static posts. Mm -hmm. So that's really nice. Um, and I think once I started doing those and then doing those actively, the page started to grow and it's in it funny enough, it was, you know, I was going to stop it when I got to law school because I thought the stigma around it and people thinking you can't be a lawyer and be a content creator. You can't have this like creative side. You have to be serious. You have to be professional. We're in law. So you know, the couple of weeks before law school, I'm like, I think I'm going to end this. And my, my parents and Brendan were like, you're not ending it. You got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started law school kind of like treading waters. Like, <laughs> do I share that I'm doing this? And then it, you know, the first kind of few months of law school, I was like, okay, it's growing. Like it's, I'm getting more followers and more people are engaging. Um, and so I kept doing it. And then, yeah, as of this year really just took off working with a lot of brands and, um, making more connections and partnerships and paid partnerships. Um, but really the reels have been super helpful. So it's, it's, Instagram's weird right now. So it's definitely kind of trying to find what fits, um, your profile because it's just been a little bit crazy, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I would say real is exactly what you're saying. It's just been cool. Yeah. The way to go. It seems like that's helping right. a lot of people. And we were talking yeah. earlier, I've had Neetson on and she talks all about, she has a course about, you know, creators and making yeah. 
all that stuff. So I know that earlier on, like my friend Caroline that I'm sure, you know, so she's Mm -hmm. her big struggle now. Um, like as a fashion influencer, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of companies, they just want to give out like clothing or like items they want to do like gifting instead of paying. How do you navigate that? Because I know there are brands that are willing to pay, but how do you, maybe it's the lawyer in you that you're able to advocate for yourself rates and all that. But how did you first navigate that? Yeah, it's, that's a tough kind of spot to be in because, um, I was on a podcast earlier and Mm -hmm. I got asked the same question Mm -hmm. as a content creator, you know, how do you kind of put your foot down and get, say, you know, I'm not going to be gifted things anymore. I, I would like to be paid for my work. And I think for me, when I was starting out and then as I started to grow and realized I can get paid for this, a media kit is really helpful. So for any content creators, influencers listening right now, make yourself a media kit. I just did it. I'm not tech savvy at all. Like I feel like like I'm probably the worst person when it comes to these kind of things, but it was like just making a little document on Word or whatever works for you and kind of showing pictures, what I do, where I'm from, here's my rate, here's why you should work with me and sending that out to brands when they initially email you or message you for collaborations, right? If they say, oh, we'd like to work with you. Here's, you know, X, Y, and Z, what we want you to do. Go, of course, I'd love to work with you. Here's my media kit. And I felt like once I started sending that out, it just shows that, you know, that side of professionalism and also like the dedication to your page, right? If you're just emailing them and then you're like, I want X amount of dollars for what you're asking for, they'll go, okay, sure. But like, show me why, where it is on paper that like why you deserve this much money, right? If you can show your engagement from your page and all these little, you know, things on a document, it it just shows how dedicated and obviously how professional you are within your own industry. And once I did that, I think brands just start to take you seriously. It's, it's, it's a crazy little world um, that influencers live in. And it, you know, a lot of brands really, want to just gift these products and it's great when you're starting out but once you start getting more followers and it becomes like your full-time career like what I'm doing right now on the balancing law you know you can't just have be doing all this content creation and not be getting compensated for it so I think that's my you know my tip of the day is just really media kit yeah yeah totally no we, I do the same for so the creator I work with he's in tech and it's just so different because tech is that pays so much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. My boss's his rates are incredibly high because when we reach out to so when I've reached out to like lifestyle or like even fashion brands, yeah. um, they're like, these rates are fucking insane. I'm like, well, for, for tech, it's like completely normal because there's not that many tech creators. So they're yeah. willing to pay a lot of money, where, whereas in fashion, there's so many. So they're like, so, someone else is going to take that rate. So if you're off, you're like, oh, mine's 5,000 but they're only willing to pay 2000, they'll find someone else to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with going on with that, there's a lot of fashion creators, beauty creators. And if you're on Instagram, it's good to get inspo, but it can also be a little bit like shit, like this person's doing maybe better than me or like getting in your own head about that. So how do you, yeah. How do you navigate that with, with competition, I guess, in the space? Um, I think just like staying in your lane, um, is the best way I can say it. And like finding your niche and what works best for you. Um, and just being independent and happy with where your page is going. I think like being creative and being unique to yourself is really 
how I sort of foster my, you know, page. And I sometimes like look at other creators and go, oh, I should be doing this or, oh, they're working with this company or they're doing this. But then it's like, but that's not what I do. Like, this is what I do. And this is why I work with the brands that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when, you know, you get frustrated or you see that some so-and-so's worked with another brand, you go, okay, well, I've worked with these brands and I've done some really cool collaborations. I should be proud of that and continue connecting with them. Um, because I think a lot of influencers and content creators get, you know, upset or they, they get, oh, I need to be working with this person. But what they need to realize is, you know, they're unique in their own sense and why they work with the, the companies that they do is because that's kind of what they put out on their page. So staying in your lane, having your focus and just remember it's you and Instagram. It's not you and, you know, every other creator. Yeah, that's a good mindset. And how do you define success for your own page? Is it like, obviously there's a certain point where you want a certain amount of followers, but like, how do you, how are you kind of content with your success? Like as a business online, you're like, oh, I, I've done a really good job. Or are you always striving for more? I think I don't find, like, I don't get enjoyment out of obviously seeing like my page grow. That's great. And I love that. But I really find when people engage with my content and, you know, I get like comments and saves and likes and, and, um, you know, the reach is high. I love that. And when I actually see people like, for example, you or people like that I've danced with, or, you know, went to school with, and they start engaging, I love that because then I know it's not just influencers that I'm inspiring here because influencers as, you know, as a way to grow and connect, we all comment on each other's stuff. We all love to, you know, support one another. But when I see people like you and people that I've grown up with commenting and engaging, even like my parents, friends, I love that. That gives me so much enjoyment because I'm like, okay, good. Like my content is, is inspiring, like a vast audience. It's not just this little community of influencers. I'm reaching out to all different demographics. And that's what really makes me happy is when I see that. And I can kind of connect with people from all angles, right? Not just the slow influencing community. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Cause I always wondered, I'm, I'm assuming there is like a little community where you're like hyping each yeah. other and commenting, totally. um, but like, Hey, yeah, I guess it's just reaching those people outside of that. That yeah. probably makes you feel good. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So on the podcast, I often talk about, I mean, not often, I literally always talk about like mental health and all that. And especially being online where in fashion, there's a lot of emphasis on what you're wearing, how you look, what do you do when like, it's your job to literally shoot your outfits or how you're looking all that. If you're just like not feeling it, um, do you just like take a day off, but you know, it's also your business. So yeah. How do you manage that with like mental health? If you've ever struggled with it? Um, you know, I've never struggled with it, but I think if I have an off day, um, you know, last summer, this is a good example. Last summer I discovered that I was severely Um, I had severe hearing loss. So I'm very, I'm hard of hearing. Um, And that was really tough. And that was like a good solid couple weeks of going, holy shit, my life has just done a full upside down and have to wear full-time hearing aids, um, bilateral hearing aids. And it just, it was a lot. And I was quite sad. And and when that sort of happened, I thought I took about a week or two off of kind of social media of shooting and um, trying to deal with, you know, doctor's appointments and getting fitted for hearing aids and all these, you know, blood tests and all this 
this stuff. And I thought, you know what, this is a good time to just let my followers know and be open. Um, and so at that time I, I made a big post and, um, just put it on my story and let my, let them know, you know, here's what I'm dealing with. Um, and you know, please support me. And, you know, as of right now, my content will just be kind of just the summer content that I've been shooting, but I'm not going to shoot this week. I'm just going to let myself have a week off. And I think when you're feeling down and you have those days of just, you're not feeling great, Mm -hmm. just let your followers know, let your community know, you don't need to give big, you know, a broad detail or, you know, I I gave a lot of information because I want to be completely open with, right. let people know, Hey, this today is just not a good day or this week's not going to be a good week. And people understand, right. You know, it, it's, it's tough being an influencer because you're really, you're so public and you're public to everyone and everyone knows what you're doing. And then the minute you kind of turn it off, people are like, where are you, where are you? Mm-hmm. Um, so just being open, right. Because we're open about everything else. Why not be open about, you know, the shittier days. Of course. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing your stories about your hearing loss. That's I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Like just your entire life not knowing and yeah. hitting 25 or 24 or whatever, being like, what the heck? Did you was it just did it come from you like from out of surprise, if you don't mind me asking? You know what? It, it was a huge surprise. I as a kid, I dealt with a lot of like um ear infections and I had a lot of difficulty. I feel like like in dance, I would always be told to like listen. Right. Um, and I was, you know, it, it all kind of like once I turned 25 and then discovered it, I was like, okay, this now it all makes sense. Right. But um, no, it kind of came out of the blue, really. Like it was just like I had hearing pain. I went and got a hearing examination. They're like, out of, just, you know, out, we're just going to do a hearing test just to be sure it's nothing. And then they're like, oh gosh, okay. Um, you got a lot of hearing loss. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was expected, but unexpected if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. How has that changed or affect your life like today? Um, just letting, you know, people know I'm hard of hearing. Um, you know, I've kind of grown a, a little community. Um, you know, I'm tr- teaching myself sign language and, um, trying to navigate, you know, wearing full-time hearing aids. It's like, you know, reminding myself, I need to be wearing them. I need to be charging them. Um, and also like now, you know, when I first started wearing them, I would never wear my hair up in a little low bun. I would never let anyone see them from behind my ears. And now I just growing to celebrate them. So it's definitely been, you know, ups and downs with it, but I'm proud of where I am now. And now that I can hear it's a huge, it's like night and day. It's great. I can hear like birds tweeting outside and like cars driving, like things I just never assumed were sounds and now I'm like oh okay that's a sound that makes me like that makes my heart warm that's crazy yeah. I'm so I'm so happy that you're proud of it now and like yeah hard to go through at as an adult um that's completely changed your world so that's that's really cool that you're also advocating for other people being like hey I also have I'm like this is me like if you are also have this like you can talk to about it that's really cool exactly yeah, yeah. so are you so back to contribution and law, would you see those like melding together? I feel like you were trying to tell me that you're unsure if you would keep it together, keep it separate. Yeah. Is there a point where you think you'd have to choose? Probably last year, myself would have said, yeah, I have to choose soon enough which career I'm going to pick. And here I am now firmly that I'm doing both. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about that. Now, um, keeping both of them and melding to get them together, I'm not too sure. Kind of working on something right now that's a little bit top secret, um, but I'm it's kind of combining law in a sense. Cool. But I'm just not too sure if I want to be a full-time lawyer and a full-time content creator or somehow connect them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. It, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways I could do it. I do love that really professional clean cut side of a lawyer that my dad has taught me and shown me. And I love what he does. And I, I really see myself going down that route, but I, I could also see myself going down a route that has law and influencing. Okay. And if I want to keep my, them separate I love what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. but well yeah it, I think in the next few years it will be really exciting where it heads and um you'll just have to stay tuned but I I'm not I'm not entirely sure but I do know at this moment that what I'm gonna do is keep keep both of them because I'm not gonna be like my first year of law school self where I'm like I'm ditching this page right I can't now it, it's just yeah. it's become too much of to it's become part of my life that I just can't throw it away. I know. I hope you never do. Um, I'm so excited for you. That also feels like for me, when I was doing the podcast, it's been two years now, there's a point where I was like, damn, like, should I stop this? But then I, I feel like I'd end up regretting it if I just stopped it now, you know, I feel like I I still have much more to say. So, um, I'm glad that you keep going and I, I know you'll either find a way of melding them together or, you know, you might be so happy for one of them to be your escape of another, you know, if you're stressed yeah. out like work, for example, you go to your content creation and you can make your own brand there. Yeah. So the world's your oyster. You got lots of options. Uh, um, I know yeah. I'm excited to see where, what you do there. I'm ex- um, also, can I end with some rapid fires if you're down? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, we'll do some, just like a few fun ones. Okay. Um, if your friends could give you an award for something, what would it be? Probably for never deviating off of a red wine drink. (laughs) I like talked to Lexi about this, um, but she will be like, recently I've started like drinking like Prosecco and champagne and having like white wine. And she's like, this this is like insane. Like, who are you? What's happening? Um, So yes, I'm literally a full red wine drinker. I feel like that's what all my friends would say. Do you know, do you have your favorite like red wine off the top of your head? Oh, prisoner. So it's a little on the pricey side, but it's very good. Or I'll always go for a JLOR Cab Sav because that's also something I just love. Really good. Okay. Um, yes. And you're, I also feel like you have espresso martinis. Is that you? Is that your vibe? Or like, what's your cocktail drink? Espresso martini. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, like, I feel like I'm like a dark and stormy kind of, well, that's not like the cocktail, like, but like, I love keeping it with like the red wines and like the espresso martinis right yeah, you know what you like I like I wish I could like espresso martinis I for some reason like hate coffee I just like I know people are like red flag when they hear that like my <laughs> loves coffee and there was a like there was a week where I was like you know what I'll take a sip of your coffee every day maybe I'll learn to like it I literally can't even swallow it I was spinning it out I was like I don't know why so are you you're a tea drinker I like chais I like matchas yeah maybe because okay. I need something sweeter yeah. Here's that. I don't know. But I do love red wine. I do love red wine. That's my then. Who would you let dress you to meet Rihanna? Your fiance or your mom? 
Oh gosh. Um, whoever I pick, they're going to be like, why didn't you pick me? <laughs> I, I think I, <laughs> I think I'd pick my mom. Okay. Yeah. I think Brennan would do a good job, but I just know Mary would really. Let's go Mary. Whole look. And yeah, I wouldn't, I think Rihanna's too complex for Brennan. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, what question do you wish more people asked you? Um, I think I would love if people ask me like my time spent in university, what it was like, mm-hmm. like my undergrad um, experience. Cause I feel like a lot of people ask me like where I'm at now, yeah. uh, like law school, law school, law school. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to talk more about like my undergrad experience and kind of going from, I went, started my first year at Queens um, and then went into UBC and I'd love if people ask that, but I think right now where I'm at, lo- everyone wants to know about like law school. Cause it's like a, you know, bigger, um yes yeah more complex I guess uh degree but yeah yeah. no but that's still such a big you're so right like a move for like first year from all the way Queens is in a small town going back to UBC I can't imagine that was just like must have been a really big change for you it was so I feel like if I had like the opportunity to talk to more people about it it'd be nice to like reminisce about it right I like that. Okay. Well, next podcast, then we'll do all about the transition. Um, What's an outfit that you feel most confident in? Like head to toe, what are you wearing? Ooh. Um, Right now, I love cowboy boots um, and I feel so confident in them. And it's like the country girl in me, maybe like, because I'm engaged and now like a cowboy boy. Um, I just love a pair of country boots. Nice. and like jean shorts and a white t-shirt I just think that's such a vibe and I feel so confident um and when I have like my hair down and like beachy wavy with that look I just feel like I can like rock the world um yeah so that I think right in this moment in time that would be my go-to most confident outfit I love that. Okay. And last question. I always end with this, but who are the three most influential people in your life right now? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to say right in this moment, I would say my dad, my mom and Brendan. Hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, I, uh, I have two amazing siblings, but those three have kind of pushed me to where I am today um, in all different ways. You know, they're both all three of them are supporters in different avenues of my life. And, you know, my mom's my best friend, my, my dad's kind of my role model. And then, you know, Brendan's, you know, my soulmate in a sense. So they all do different things for me, but really they're the most influential people because they're my biggest supporters and they have my back through it all. So I would hundred percent say them. Great answer. Well, thank you so much for coming on Gabby. I'm, again, I'm just such a big fan from afar. I love what you're doing um, and just seeing you grow. And then, yeah, as you just become such a beautiful person and you're creating um, really great content too. And I know that if you're not into the whole fashion scene, I still recommend following Gabby. She does show a lot of travel um, and lifestyle stuff. So if you want to plug yourself and where people can find you um, and yeah, if it's Instagram, TikTok or anything else that you want to plug, feel free to do so. Yes, thank you. I'm on Instagram at Mirror Mirror on the blog, and then I'm just navigating TikTok. Not very well, but I'm getting there. We're trying. 
um, dipping my toes in it, but you can also find me on TikTok at Gabby Vecchio. Love it. Thanks so much, Gab. Thank you so much for having me, Sav. I appreciate it.